0: Ah, work. Everybody thinks it's important? Sure. Does everybody know how to do it and is an expert? Mm, More and more so. What are my thoughts on it? Well, coming up. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at breathwork, which is one of the 10 harmonies. So this is part five in a series of 10. And this is the final physical harmony. So just to recap quickly, I've done episodes on these previous four as well so you can go back and check them out. But one of them is sleep, one is exercise, one is nutrition, one is stillness. That was a previous episode. And this episode is on breathwork. These are five levers that you can pull to make sure that A, you are recovering, reducing yourself, uh, removing yourself from stress. So I call it stress relief. And then also in the long-term, you're also going to be building up a lot more resilience and tolerance to future stresses okay so in this episode we're going to go through my three pet peeves of all of these breathwork fuckheads that are out there pardon my french i'm really triggered by a lack of incompetency and that's my own deal to deal with so i apologize for hurting your earbuds with that um what is going on and then uh i have found a fantastic article that i thought i'd share with you on seven different breathwork practices to share so we'll go through each one very very quickly um and i'll definitely share my favorites so there will be links in the show notes below um, to link you to different breathwork things as well as this article all right so without further ado why don't we start with the fun stuff which is the three biggest triggers for what i experience with 99 of the breathwork practitioners that are out there number one foo-foo stereotypes Yes, I said it, foo foo stereotypes. The idea that some kind of corporate person decided one day that they would be more fulfilled after their experience with breathwork to then go around and teach the magic of breathwork. Yes. And the result of it is like it's almost like someone comes and knocks on their door, you know, yes, hello hi, here's your Breathwork 101 starter kit. And in it, you know, you get one of those goofy hipster hats, you know, nothing against them. Fine, you want to wear them, that's fine. But like, oh my gosh, it is such a stereotype. You know, crystal bowls, um, those singing bowls, whatever it is, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about. We've all seen the stereotype of the hipster, the hippie that teaches Breathwork. And I think that that is one of the biggest things that I run into. And I think that that's an issue for me because that genuinely is this starter kit that's out there that comes with a set of philosophical and spiritual beliefs with it that are just unfounded, unfounded and not helpful, not useful to the population at large. Like, oh yes, it's all about vibrations and energy. And, you know, if you tune your vibration to it, you'll start, you know, attracting and you know, abundance into your life. Oh, by the way, your paycheck, your, the last, you know, fee that you, you know, you need to pay me. Can you pay me now? Cause you know, I, I really need that money. And literally, literally just had a client talk to me about this, about a spiritual guru that they uh, fired because of this, you know, Oh yes, you've got to align your energy to kind of attract more wealth into your life. By the way, can you pay me next month's payments a little bit earlier? Cause last time it was later and like, yeah, be paid for what you do, but how can you coach abundance if you know, like you're broke all the time? What's going on? So, yeah, the foo-foo philosophy that comes along with the stereotype and the starter kit. It it does my nuts in. Number two is competency. You know, you're in France, you're telling people how to breathe. And okay, great. So, how are you an expert? What authority do you bring to the table? Oh, you Googled this or you made it up. Awesome. That's awesome. Great. Thanks. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to qualify every single person that I do breathwork with and, you know, give them a chance based on what I find and what I see. Um, number three, number three is a fun one. Hyperventilation. Yes. 99% of all breathwork practitioners that I've met basically teach the breathwork of hyperventilating as if... There was a cheetah behind you and you're like, (laughs) you know, like Le Mans class giving birth or something like that. A lot of this has got to do with the idea of the sensations that you get. Once you've done this for a period of time, you start to get lightheaded and dizzy and all that. Well, good thing you're lying down, but then you start to have transcendental experiences, man. And yeah, that's great. Good for you. Fantastic. But here's the issue. You are putting people at risk what what risk? What the hell are you talking about, Justin, putting people at risk? Well, if you've got cardio or respiratory issues, blood pressure issues, asthma, something like that, and you're doing these hyperventilation practices, you are literally putting your health at risk. And these practitioners don't even know it. A lot of these practitioners do not qualify who comes to their sessions. Oh, doors open. It's always for everybody. Well, you're putting some people at risk by doing this as well. And not knowing it puts you into a place where you are going to be liable if there's anything that goes on. And I promise you, these people don't have that type of insurance. I'll be surprised if they have any insurance. But (laughs) anyway, getting back to the point. So this is why I don't expose myself to a lot of breathwork practitioners. um, Metaphorically expose, you know, would I expose myself to them? I don't know. Depends. Where am I? Oh, my on vacation, maybe. Um, the the whole point is that you've got you've got an issue here. You need to qualify who works with you and who doesn't work with you, and what is healthy and what is unhealthy look like. So those are my top three peeves of the breathwork practitioners that I've found. And yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny. Let me know in the comments below. Do me a favor, give me a like if this resonates with you, and you know. Tell me what you what you think is something I should add to this list as well. But yeah. I can't I can't hold it against them. You know, people are just doing what they feel and believe is right, and they're trying to add value to the world. So, you know, maybe I should stop hating. Anyway. So, what is actually going on with breath work? Well, it's very simple. We're dealing with a body that goes into two states: the parasympathetic. Or the rest digest type of action, or the sympathetic nervous system, which is going to be the stress, the fight, flight, freeze, you know, that type of response. And your breath is literally going to be able to put you into one or the other. Think about it like this if you're running away from a lion, what is your breath doing? And if you are having a nap in the sun, what is your breath doing? And so if you can control your breathing and you tell your breathing to do either one of those things, your body is going to respond in kind. So what happens is your breathing, you know, slows down. So is your heart rate. Your heart rate is going to slow down. It pretty much like primes the body to say, hey, we can start digesting our food. So people who are always go, 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 you know, these uh, leaders in business, executives, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, things like that. If you're always hustling, I guarantee you're not digesting your food very well. And your body is in a state of sympathetic activation Chronically, a little bit is fine. You know, go to exercise and activate that sympathetic nervous system and push yourself, but then you got to recover. And a lot of people that are in the space that are the go getters don't recover. So the last thing that they need is more hyperventilation. What they actually need is to learn about breath work to activate the rest and digest type of response. Okay. The pause and plan type of response. So how do you do that? Well, there are four steps to any breath, the inhale, the inhale, hold the exhale, the exhale, hold. And when you're running away from a cheetah, your body is basically screaming at you to take in more oxygen. You're taking in these huge gulps of air. So your inhales are very much, um, going to be dominant. Whereas, you know, you might find that when you're lying down in the sun, everything is soft and slow and smooth and your exhales would be longer, more dominant. And so that's really as simple as it gets. That's the trend. Exhales, good. Long exhales, good. Short inhales, good. You know, the reverse, bad. Why? Because it activates your sympathetic nervous system. So, you know, who is this good for? So a lot of my clients I have to bring their attention to this idea of exhales longer than inhales. And so we practice a couple of different breathing techniques like skewed resonance breathing. Uh, One of my best meditations on um, HRV is actually attached below, and that's on skewed resonance breathing, which is uh, your inhale and your exhale are not equal, but it's a shorter inhale to a longer exhale. Yeah, it's quite nice. Calming, you exhale more, things like that. It's really, really good for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the other thing to think about is that in the short term, when people are stressed out, you need some type of relief from that stress, so this type of breath work does really well. But in the long term, you want to be able to add in controlled stresses. And the controlled stress, pretty much what I recommend people do is get used to high amounts of carbon dioxide in your blood, high amounts of CO2, so your T- CO2 tolerance increases. And the way that you do this is by holding the exhale. So you allow any kind of hold will allow CO2 to build up in your blood. And that's what we want. So an easier way to do this is actually just to go for a run, do some cardio. Cardio is a great way to teach your body how to tolerate more CO2. Most of the time when we gasp for air, it's actually not because we're running out of oxygen, but it's actually because the CO2 buildup in our blood is triggering like a, a stress response, a tolerance mechanism that says, hey, whoa, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? We need to stop doing this because we can't maintain this. Teaching your body to maintain that over a period of time. So again, exercise like cardio is gonna teach your body how to tolerate higher amounts of stress in the long term. once again speaking to this idea of like if you want to become a lot more stress tolerant then invest in exercise as well okay cool now moving on from that here i found a wonderful article from everydayhealth.com with seven beginner and i love the idea beginner seven beginner ways to practice breath work okay so very quickly going through it it's pretty much the same stuff all of it you know it's just let's put some thoughts and uh, mindfulness into our breathing so number one is diaphragm breathing and all it is is you put one hand on your chest one hand on your stomach and you make the hand that's on your stomach move up and down that's it of course gentle slow you know practice reps great Okay. Number 2, box breathing. So box breathing was a big deal, you know, back in the day. It you know, it's been researched and the Navy Seals use it and all that. And it's just a way to steady your breathing rate. So steadying your breathing rate actually lends your heart rate variability to increase. So heart rate variability is the space between heartbeats. It's not always exactly like 1 second between each heartbeat. Sometimes it varies. It goes more than 1 second, less than 1 second. Sometimes it's very erratic. And so your heart will follow this type of breath work by getting into a rhythm. And so box breathing is just four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds hold. So basically all stages of the breathing are going to be uniform. Okay. Number three is alternate nostril breathing. All right. So it's just another form of controlled breathing. And what we're doing is we're closing one nostril with one finger. And all that we're going to do is breathe through one nostril for 5 to 10 breaths and then close the the other nostril and 5 to 10 breaths once again okay number 4 is ocean breathing sound so this is the first time that we start activating what's called the vagus nerve which is a nerve that's triggered uh goes through your throat goes into your gut it's all connected and it is the uh the the nerve that's responsible for the rest and digest uh, signaling as well now in this one Anytime you do something that vibrates your vocal cords, you're actually going to be uh, stimulating the vagus nerve. So things like humming for a period of time. So that's one of the breath, uh, breath work things that I used to teach as well, which is the inhale and then hum on your exhale, like a mmm, and then inhale. So you can do this in multiple ways. You can try and sound like Darth Vader from Star Wars, like the you know, things like that, or a ha, like a ha, you know, things like that. And so what we're trying to do is stimulate um, the exhale to making sound as well, which vibrates the vocal cords, feels good. But you can do this with, like I said, humming, singing, things like that would also help gargling, funnily enough. Yes. Number five is the Buteco breathing technique. And this focuses on increasing CO2 tolerance in the blood as well. And it's all about holding the exhale hold exhale hold until you feel air hunger and then you breathe in and this is a great way to unblock your nose by the way if you don't know this co2 is a great decongestant so if your nose is blocked try and hold the exhale for as long as you can and then try and inhale then now when people ask me who's the one person that i can recommend it's always going to be patrick mckeown right his book the oxygen advantage is a fantastic one for anybody but he was primarily trained in the Buteko breathing technique, which is named after a Ukrainian doctor, and um, this is this is how I found Buteko is through Patrick McKeown and his work, and he's fantastic, so highly recommend that. Number six is something that I've decided I'm going to try, which is instead of humming on the exhale, try laughing on the exhale. So that's quite fun. You breathe in, and then as you breathe out, you force a couple of laughs, <laughs> and that's pretty good because it will. Um, demand that your exhale is going to be longer than your inhale and you're also going to be vocalizing things it's almost like telling your body hey calm down don't stress we're fine okay number seven is a little bit more technical it's biofeedback training right so heart rate variability biofeedback as well ooh so much to talk about here. I feel for be, for beginners, this isn't such a great one. So I'm going to recommend against it for beginners. But if you're a little bit more intermediate or advanced, and you want to do this, I'd recommend getting the Elite HRV app with a Polar H10 strap. Okay. And then following the YouTube video that Elite HRV put out about personalized biofeedback breathing. Um, they take you through some tables and they tell you how to do it within the app. And it is amazing because you will figure out which of these breathing, um, protocols for me, it was four seconds in six seconds out that protocol um had a greater effect on my heart rate variability than anything else. And some of them didn't actually do much for my heart rate variability. So it's finding out what is your resonance. But the thing is, is that you need to test and retest and retest all the time because it's never going to be the same. It's kind of like calories. you Your body is naturally going to adjust after a couple of months. And so you'd need to retest. So that being said, it is a fantastic article. Please check it out in the show notes linked below. I'm also going to include a link to my... um My particular guided meditation for the HRV breathing, the Heart Rate Variability Breathing, which is a five second in, six second out protocol. It is my highest rated, uh, most listened to track that I've got um, on Insight Timer. Uh, Currently sitting at, hmm, let's take a look, 4,000 plays with 188 ratings. So, you know, with an average rating of 4.6. So out of five. So I think that's, nothing to sneeze at, you know, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to sneeze at. Okay. Um, That is the end of our 10 harmonies, the five physical harmonies. The next few episodes, we'll be getting into the five psychological, or if you want to say the emotional harmonies. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic day and we'll see you in the next one.